You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everyone. My name is Cameron Lemon-Stepper, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Inside Force. I'm going to be flying solo today. Les Johns will join me from time to time, but today it's just me. Welcome. I know some of you don't have the time to constantly check the message boards and sift through arguments about Carter Witt, the Wake Forest defense, who's going to be the next running back. You don't have time for that sometimes, and I understand that. And so I really wanted to have an easy space for you to hear news, insights, opinions, things you'd get on the board, but you can just throw it on, whether you're cooking, cleaning, going to the gym, picking up the kids, going to school. Yeah, this is going to be a test drive. If you like something here, point it out. I love doing things that make people happy. Uh, I'll keep doing it. If there's something you don't like, point it out. I'm here. This is going to, I'm here to make a good relationship with everyone listening to this. If there's something that's bothering you, you want something addressed, feel free to bring it up. Happy to work through things. Fine with criticism. Here's insert shameless plug of please leave a review, subscribe, give us five rating, five star ratings. Really does help us out, please. <laughs> Uh, I will address a couple of questions that have come up both um, in my DMs as well as, well as also like on the boards. Um, will I be only talking about football? Uh, no. Um, Steve Forbes has done a fantastic job with Forest basketball program. And I think and while it's not, basketball is not the main sport that I cover, there's, there's, they need to be covered and they deserve it. But I also don't want it to be limited to just football and basketball. I think there are so many things that made Wake Forest a place that we fell in love with, whether we went there for school or grew up watching them or grew up around Wake Forest, like men and women's tennis, men and women's golf, field hockey, baseball. There's the cheer and dance teams. There's the marching band. There's so many things that made Wake Forest the place we fell in love with. And I want to give those places their just due and give them a platform that, they, that we can celebrate them on. They're important parts to wake, the Wake Forest experience, and I want to make sure they feel that way. Will there be guests? Yes. Um, we have a couple of guests coming on next week. I think you, you guys will be really excited about who they are, um, what we're going to be talking about. I'm really, really excited to talk to them. But yes, we'll have guests. It won't just be me spouting off there. Um, yeah. So let's get into the meat of what today's topic is. And today, I really want to touch on two things that are intertwined. And that is longevity and the most important season of Wake, in Wake Forest history, of, of Dave Glosson's tenure at Wake Forest. Everyone has spent it. This 2022 fall season is important. There's no way to cut it. Dave Glosson was recently on a podcast with 247 Sports' own Brandon Marcello, and a fun quote that decided to destroy, for lack of a better word, any sort of Wake Forest Twitter search um, came out of it. When talking about the outlook of the 2022 team, Dave Clawson was kind of very blunt and was and went, quote unquote, if you took away, away the name Wake Forest, we'd be a preseason top 10 team. But if we don't control the narrative. We never will. I don't think anyone outside of the Wake Forest sphere or really 
the North Carolina Spear in general would disagree with that statement. With what Wake Forest has coming back, there isn't a question that this should be a highly ranked team in every poll coming out. Metrics-wise, you know, there are definitely some deficiencies, but if you're a pollster and you're putting together your top 10, 15 teams, there isn't a list that Wake Forest shouldn't be on. Now, will they be a top 10 team? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think they'll slot in around the 12 to 15 range, which is fine. I, I, I don't think that's about where they should be. You know, they're, they had some deficiencies last year. Um, the defense was, as Dave Clawson put it, on that very podcast, inconsistent at best. They had their highs in a game like UVA, and you have the Army game <laughs> and the UNC game. You have the NC State game where, you know, things – if you just look at, oh, hey, NC State put up 42 points, you go, okay – the defense wasn't good, but for all intents and purposes, the defense played very well throughout that game. Dave Glosson will tell you that. Dave Glosson has said that. They played well. And then you have against the Clemson team that was just anemic offensively all year, look bad. It was just so inconsistent. I mean, offensively, they do lose Jaquay Roberson. They do lose that Tom. Um, you know, you have to worry about, you know, if is – what they are doing on offense sustainable, especially in short yardage packages. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, so I think around the 12 to 15 range is probably a fair, fair point for them. But the big thing for the Wake Forest team is they need to back it up. We all know that that, that last year was a great season, but a lot of them, the chatter around it was, is because the thought process of is, was the ACC just down? Is that, is that why? To me, the answer is no. I mean, the AC isn't down just because Clemson isn't going to the, the college football playoff. Clemson was still an insanely talented team last year. Clemson still won 10-plus games. Like, out of everything, we were, were talking about the demise of Clemson. Clemson still, Clemson still had double-digit wins. Like, think about how wild that is that out of all of your seasons – you, you, this is the one season that you're like, yeah, this is where Clemson falls. And this is where Clemson is just the dynasty for them is over. And it's a season where they win 10 games. Like how, like how that doesn't make sense. We don't do that with any other team. We don't do that with any other team. You had NC state do have a pretty good season. Well, it didn't end exactly how, you know, I think they wanted to in terms of the holiday bowl being canceled. They were still a nine win team. Pitt was an 11 win team, like just because it wasn't Clemson winning the ACC. Like Kenny Pickett was, was in the Heisman conversation. Pitt was a good Jordan Addison, Blitnikoff winner. That it was a good, uh, it was a good team. <laughs> I, I don't get this notion of this. The ACC was some down product last year. I, I was it more parody. Yeah. But I don't think down isn't the word I would use. But that's something that's being held against Wake Forest this year in terms of the polls and in terms of the questions people have on the team. It's, you know, was it a fluke last year? Um, but also you can't, it's also a fair point when you look at the history of Wake Forest and, you know, we look at the season was being equated to the, to the Jim Grobe season in 2006 when they actually won the ACC. And you look at the next couple of years, nine and four, eight and five. And then after that was the downward spiral that resulted in them hiring Dave Clawson which is why I say that this is the year that they need, that need things need to really st stabilize. 
know, I think floor is something that goes extremely undervalued in college sports and sports in general. We all talk about ceiling, ceiling, ceiling. Can I win? Can I win the championship? Can we, are we the top, are we a top five team? Are we a top three team? That's all great, but it's a matter of who are you comparing yourself to? If you're, if you're comparing yourself to UGA, to Alabama, to Ohio State, of course, then yes, care about ceiling. That is, you are there to win your championship or bust. That is your, that is your prerogative. That will probably be, never be the expectation at Wake Forest for good or for bad, but those, there's just a difference in the cultures of those schools of Nick Saban. Nick Saban's the greatest, the greatest head coach ever. Kirby Smart is arguably the greatest recruiter of all time. Ohio State's been on the tour run, and you know, for them, it's you know, win a championship or bust. That's not Wake Forest. Wake Forest right now, their floor is a seven-eight win team, and that's great. And I think they want to take the next step to their floor being an eight-nine win team. And, I, and if your floor is an eight, nine win team, I think everyone will take that in a heartbeat. But it's not something that you go straight from, okay, we have a floor of seven wins to we're competing for titles. It's not how that works. The second you think that's how it works is the second you want to get a coach fired. What Wake needs to focus on is, you know, this year replicating how good of a season they had. They, it needs to be a nine, 10 win season. Part of that would have been, you know, making changes if they needed to be defensively, and they kind of got out ahead of that. I think Dave Lawson learned a bit from Jim Grove's tenure here. He definitely was talking, you know, you know, a bunch of meetings with Jim Grove, and he sat down and talked about life and, you know, what went wrong at the end of his tenure. And I think Dave Lawson recognized that and made the adjustments he did, both hiring Brad Lambert uh, as his new defensive coordinator, bringing in Glenn Spencer at linebacker, a linebackers coach, which is something I was really adamant about. I thought they needed a new linebackers coach, and they did it. Um, and then bringing in James Adams to coach safeties. I think he's ahead of the curve there. But there's two parts that they need to really hammer on. They need to really hammer on recruiting, and you really, really need to hammer on winning nine, 10 games this year. And before we get into that, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So the recruiting part is something that definitely gets under the skin of some Wake, of Wake Forest fans. Dave Clawson's really gone on record and saying he doesn't he doesn't care about stars and creating rankings. And for the large part, he's right doing that. I mean, 
I don't think anyone wants a coach that sits there and say and says, ah, this this kid is this kid A is a hundred is 130th on on 247sports.com. Kid B is only 210th. Got it. We got it. We need, we need the 130 guy. No, that's not that's not how that works. I don't think anyone ever wants that. They want guys that fit their system. They want guys that can grow and guys that are are going to, they want to get old and stay old as Dave Clawson puts it. Uh, with that being said, you can get old and stay old with higher, with higher ranked recruits. It's not a, it's not a, if, if, or statement it's, you know, you can, you can make that turn with these higher rated recruits and then your death, if you, death issues, like you've seen against UNC and against army where you're having to play people that are injured or people that are essentially 175 pounds soaking wet. You don't have that. You have these pre-made guys that are coming out like, okay, cool. They only need a year in the hyperbolic time chamber. Great. I think they made a considerable step forward last year with that class. I think that class top to bottom had just about everything they needed. It was a small class. It was only 13, 13 guys, but you fought off. They, they won recruiting battles. And that's the biggest thing. It, it wasn't a war of attrition where some Penn State or Notre Dame or Alabama filled up at a position and they got a guy because that, and you know, you take those battles sometimes. And I think in this recruiting cycle, there's going to be some guys that they're going to possibly win because of the war of attrition, but they're with Demond Claiborne. They outright won that one. They beat, they came from behind and beat Virginia in that recruitment. They beat Purdue. They held off Miami. They held off Michigan. They held off Penn state. They held off these top schools that usually are like, usually see Wake Forest and go, Ah, yeah, we got this. They're looking, they're looking the chops. No, they went out and won that. Wesley Grimes, same thing. They beat out NC State, who consistently was trying to get him on campus and trying to bring him in as their hometown kid. They locked him down early. And then they ended up um, having to hold on to him. And, and instead, he, he was getting offers and interest from the likes of USC and Tennessee and Texas and Notre Dame and UNC. But ultimately, they were the ones that hold on. They won that recruiting battle. Eli Hall had, had offers from Auburn, Georgia, Penn State, USC, Florida. This dude had offers from everywhere, won that battle. That's what they need to do in the next in this in this cycle is win recruiting battles. They already they've already run one 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 with Kashawn Thomas, who is about six one, six two, already 315 pounds. That's the size you really need to see. You've noticed Wake has gotten kind of pushed around a bit when they play against bigger offensive and defensive lines. So it's nice to see that. But there's guys out there that they that they are they're high on. The kids are high on them, whether it's a the running a running back Drew Pickett out of Deedsville, Alabama. Uh top 600 kid. Um really has offers from like Miami, Georgia Tech, Indiana. Wake's gonna have to win that one. That won't be a war of attrition. Wake's gonna have to win that one. There's a guy um in Devin Houston. Um, really talented defensive tackle, originally from Canada. His brother is the Michigan star basketball player, Caleb Houston. Um, so naturally, Michigan is a top choice for him. But as I put on the board the other day, Wake is in, is in the top three alongside Michigan and Notre Dame. That's one they're going to have to win. That's not one that Notre Dame is going to fill up or Michigan's going to fill up. They're going to have to win that one. There's a high three-star in Christian Williams. Um Track star, love getting the track stars in. High three star out of out of Virginia has offers from Northwestern, Virginia, Virginia Tech. They're not gonna, they're not going to fill up. 
They're gonna they're they're gonna prioritize this guy. Wake's gotta win that one. There are these there are guys that that on on Wake are on Wake's board, and they sit in good positions, but they can't be bridesmaids this year. They can't they can't be you know we we fought and we just we just couldn't beat out the hometown school. No, you got a good year, go out and have another good year, and not, and also lock these guys down. And the second part of that's important is go out and have a good year. Wake is, has to prove that last year was not a fluke. Is it necessarily fair that they have to do that? No. I mean, they've been a good team the last few years. They've honestly earned the benefit of the doubt. I, they, I, I know like if you're, if you're a Texas or you're a USC or if you're a real blue or an LSU and you have a down year or two, then you really like, you go, ah, just down here for them. They'll be fine. Wake isn't afforded that opportunity. They have to consistently go out and win nine, 10 games to get the respect that, that they're owed. Is it fair? I'm not the one to judge if something's fair. And I don't think it is, but I, I don't make the rules there. But they, the rules are the rules are right now. And the rules are right now is that they need to go out and win. And, you know, and on, at first glance, it's like, you know, they, they did it last year. They should be. Cool. They should do it again. Cool. To me, the biggest problem is the schedule isn't conducive to necessarily it, – it's not an easy schedule. Is it a schedule that I think Wake can win 9, 10 games in? Absolutely. Wake, Wake should be favored in just about every game but Clemson and maybe UNC, maybe UNC State. So at worst, Wake is, Wake is favored in nine games. And so you think they win the favorite games, steal one out of the non-favorite games, that's 10 wins. I think, I think a nine, 10 win season is very doable, but, they, but it's not easy. There's, there's outside of the opening stretch of VMI, Vanderbilt, Liberty, there's not really a place where you think Wake can breathe. You open the season with, with VMI on Thursday, Wake should win that handily, get the, get the starters out after the first half, be done. Vanderbilt wasn't a good team last year, but, I mean, Clark Lee is, I think, building something there. Um, they were a lot more competitive down the stretch. They've done some good things in the transfer portal, and I, I'm excited to watch them just kind of from afar. I, don't, I think Wake will be a heavy favorite there, but it's not a team that Wake should take lightly, especially on the road. Liberty loses a lot this year. I, I, I feel like I've notated that a bit. They're off, like, not just Malik Willis. Their offense was, was very heavy, grad transfer and redshirt senior. Um, so they're, they're doing a lot of rebuilding. But you also don't want to take them for granted either. I mean, they, Hugh Freeze isn't, isn't just because Hugh Freeze is kind of laughably just exiled from the Power Five doesn't mean he's not a good coach. <laughs> And then after you get those opening three games, your schedule just opens up with Clemson. You, you, you decide your season's basically decided by October, by October, like 16th, you beat Clemson. You are in the driver's seat moving forward. You have the monkey over your back. It's something they have not done since being, since Dave Austin has been here. They have not beaten Clemson. You can beat Clemson. You get the monkey over your back. Then you are now the, you are now the hunted. After that, they go to Tallahassee. FSU should be a better team last year. How much better? I don't know. Um, Jordan Travis is making strides from everything I see on the practice reports over there um, from their site. Um, I have questions on their offensive line and their DBs. And while I like, Tra I like Jared first, the transfer portal defensive end they picked up, 
I don't know if he's going to be as good as Jermaine Johnson, who is going to maybe be a top 15 pick and no one really knew he was going to be that good. If UGA thought he was going to be that good, I don't think they would have let him transfer. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I mean, Florida State will be a good team. And then October 8th, they get army at home. As an aside, please stop scheduling army. Please stop. There's no, there's no reward there. I, you can support the troops, but not have to play a lose lose game. If you beat army, you usually come out of there beat, beaten, battered, and bloody. If you lose the game, you lost the game to a service academy. You don't want that. Like, stop doing that. But they should win. They should win that game. Then they go into a bye, and then they come off the bye, and you know, wake off a bye is always sluggish for unbeknownst reasons. And they play host to Boston College, who. While things kind of got out of hand up in Chestnut Hill when Wake clinched the AC Atlantic against them, uh, Yurkovich won't be playing with the limp wrists, I'm assuming, this time. Um, and the team won't just have gone through a flu game. Wake definitely won that game, but I think if Boston College is at full strength, it's, it's a much, much more competitive game um, and something you got to be ready for. Then they go to Louisville on October 29th. Louisville is always an annoying team for Wake to play. They, they like playing the spoiler for Wake. There's... I, I feeling I feeling the football gods have just circled that game and just said, you know what, we're gonna make this the most annoying and weird game as humanly possible for all sides. Uh, but they, Lee Cunningham, is a problem to deal with um, defensively for any defense. Uh, they are, they usually have a, some great wide receivers. They do again um, this year. They usually, they usually have a, a very talented um, starting front. They do again this year. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what they look like by that point. NC State, November 5th, NC State should be a top 10 team. I say should. I say should. I'm going to have them as a top 10 team, and they should be one. And even if they underperform, they're still a good team. I don't know exactly what the ceiling is in Raleigh or what it should be in Raleigh, but they're consistently an 8-9 win team, and that's, that's good. This year, Devin Leary is a top three, four quarterback in the ACC. Um, they have, while their offensive line is is definitely missing some pieces with Icky Yakongu uh, gone, and they're going through the Chandler Zavala sort of proceedings and hoping they can get him eligible for this year. Uh, doesn't look likely. That defense is going to be disgusting. They have a top three or four linebacking core in the nation. Their DBs are good. Their front is is good. It's a good defense. Now, Wake did put up 45 on said defense, but they were also hurt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good game. You don't you don't feel great about playing NC State regardless. You definitely don't feel great about it playing them in Raleigh. After that, Wake plays host to North Carolina, the team that Wake should have beaten twice in the last two years. Is the third time the charm there? I don't know. I mean, is, is it playing at home going to be going to make a difference there? Is not going down four of your starting cornerbacks going to be a problem there. We don't know. I mean, we don't know what they're going to look like without Sam Howell. Um, they had a lot of attrition through the portal uh, while they had another really good class, you know, it's and made a uh, defensive adjustment getting in uh, Gene Chizik as a new defensive coordinator, um, taking over for Jane Bateman. I, I were, I'm in wait and see mode. I don't know how good they're going to be, but we'll see. Um, and then after that, wait, plays host to Syracuse on senior day. Syracuse was an annoying game last year in the Carrier Dome. 
Syracuse always Syracuse always plays Wake hard. If, if there's nothing else, they play Wake hard. Sean Tucker is one of the best running backs in the nation. Garrett Schrader is a problem to deal with. Um, if he can figure out passing concepts, I mean, with the new offense coordinator and QB coaches that they got from UVA, who made who helped Brandon Armstrong become a much better passer. If, if they can work some magic with Garrett Schrader, then you know. Syracuse is going to be a dangerous team. They're, I like their defense, their defensive backs. Um, they always have, they somehow always have some really good DBs and their corners this year. I think are going to be very good. So I'm interested to see what they look like. Duke, I'm not going to say I'm going to breathe easy there, but it should be a game week is favored by two touchdowns. Mike Elko has a hell of a job to do. Um, I think he can do a good job there, but they just lost so much to the portal. And the, I don't know about the class that much. And the, the talent wasn't that good, but they, they had, they had bright spots, but overall the talent just wasn't great on that team. And I think it's going to be a couple years before they get to be back to being a team that you're like, okay, cool. That's six, seven, maybe eight win team. I don't think this year is the year, but through that stretch, it's like, there's just not a point where you go. Yeah. I, I feel like we can rattle off three, four wins there and feel great. Like it, it's, it's a, it's going to be a game by game sort of thing. And I think it's going to take another great coaching job by Dave Costin. And I, I, I think he can do it. I very much think he can do it, but it's going to take a great coaching job and staying healthy. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of emphasis on Brad Lambert, Brad Lambert and James Adams and Dave Cohen and Paul Lamp and Paul Williams and Glenn Spencer to get that defense in the right spots. And this spring is going to be important. Um, I'm not entirely sold on the death at defensive back, especially after Zion Keefe went to the portal. Not ex- Zion Keefe was a boomer bus player. Um, he would make, he'd have some extremely hard hits and make some, some fantastic plays and follow it up with some sort of mind bottling mistakes and so I'm not really all that surprised to hear to see him go into the portal, but I think regardless, you need to have, you need to have some sort of death on that team right now. If you look at the, at this, at least the safety position as it stands right now, you have Kobe Davis, JJ Roberts, Malik, Malik Mustafa, Evan Slocum, Chellen Garns, AJ Williams, and Nick Anderson. That's seven players when they really like rolling out, three safeties sometimes they'll 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 run they're they're probably their main formation will have three corners which will be gavin holmes kaylin carson and isaiah wingfield who was from all practice reports looked great it was really fun to learn that he had off-season surgery and never looked the same because he looked like a white flag every time he was put out there but he's been impressing in camp so far this year um so excited to see how that progresses but if they're going to run three safeties and you have seven, and out of those seven, Kobe Davis is still in the pit. I don't know if he'll be back for spring, but he'll definitely he'll definitely be back for fall. J.J. Roberts has been in the pit. Malik Mustafa tore his ACL in the Gator Bowl, so you're down Malik at least until mid mid season, probably, unless he just recovers like an animal. And then you have two guys that are out, so you're playing with five safeties right now for three positions and AJ Williams has kind of been somewhat forgotten you know maybe maybe he's 
getting this new opportunity with the new coach sees fresh start and, and balls out. We, we definitely see that from time to time when players get a new coach, they see a new opportunity and take advantage of it. But I'm still not exactly sold on the death of the team, of, of death of at least the defensive backs. I want it. I wouldn't be surprised if Wake went to the portal and got another DB, um, specifically a safety, or the very least they tried to throw out, say, Zamari Stevenson, um, the freshman coming in to at safety. Wouldn't be surprised there. Or Jamari Glasker. But we'll see. And that's why it's all I'm hesitant and, and I, I'm someone that's going to be very bullish on this team because I think that you have the offense is going to be stacked again. I know Christian Turner had the Clemson game, but all in all, Christian Turner was was a good running back last year. Uh, Justice Ellison is going to be a great running back. Quinn Cooley and Will Towns being your third and fourth running backs, you can do way worse than that. And that's not even saying if Damon Claiborne comes in ready to play, could he be a top three running back in this in this room? Maybe. Maybe. Wide receiver, you have A.T. Perry coming back. You lose Corey Robeson, but you have Donovan Green, who went through the awakening. They're, they're, they have been holding him out a bit for spring camp, but I think towards the end of spring camp, we'll see some more Donovan Green. You're telling me that your top four, you're going to have A.T. Perry, Donovan Green, and then Keyshawn Williams and Taylor Marin splitting time at the slot. I don't think there's a better receiver, receiver room in the, in the ACC. I don't think there's many better ones in the country. I think at worst, Wake is a top three or four receiving room right now. And then you see guys like a Jamal Banks is having a good spring camp and Horatio Fields is having a good camp. And we've seen Des Williams pop up from time to time. The offensive line is definitely kind of mixed and matched right now, but I think ultimately they'll be good. I mean, we were having Javionte Nash, who was arguably as good as Zach Tom in 2020. Um, come back from a season-ending pec injury, um, but he's back at his right tackle position. Devontae Gordon was an amazing right tackle, and I think he's going to be the next left tackle um, of like of the future. And I, so I'm excited about him. Sean McGinn is now repping is repping at center, but it's nothing really too much to worry about. He's fine. Um, he'll be at left guard. Um, Michael Jurgens is getting some some stuff in the shoulder cleaned up. That's why McGinn's been wrapping at center he'll be fine for the fall he's got a lot of reps he'll be fine Luke Naya will be fine I think I'm 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 excited about the offensive line then you still have Luke Pettibone who's gonna who after us after another fall camp will be good George Sell as well they'll be fine there tight end you know it's a little not worrisome but I mean Blake Whitehart was essentially a starter last year uh, I'm excited to see to see Jaeger Bull um the grad transfer from Rice um Wake needs if Wake thinks they need another inline blocker, he's great at it. Um, so we'll see. Defensively, I, I, I mean, there's definitely questions. Um, I, the, uh, the defensive line might be better this year. To be quite honest, they were they were good last year, but I mean, Rondo Bothory is out for the spring, but he's getting something cleaned up, so he gets even healthier next this year. Jacory Johns will finally be healthy and be able to play. He didn't he really didn't play much the last five games of the season. Jasheen Davis is going to be a monster he's so good we've saw we saw flashes of Ken John Wayman against a talented Rutgers front um I think within another year like in like the spring and another fall camp but we right where we want him to be 
Tyler Williams coming back is huge. He's a, when he's healthy, he's one of the best defenders in the ACC. Deion Bergen had a fantastic year last year. Kobe Turner, the transfer from right from uh, Richmond, has impressed everyone. He's a, he's been a grown man. I think Wake really Wake, Wake's really gonna like him. Um, there, there's some depth issues issues more so. We're just waiting to see who pops up. Uh, Justin Williams is a name there that I'm like okay, like year three need to see need to see something there. Uh, Kevin Pointer is finally finally healthy. Um, we'll see how he looks more there. I think the biggest one definitely is that linebacker. I mean, right now it's Ryan Smenda, Chase Jones, Chaz Jones, and Chase Monroe. Then a whole bunch of question marks. I mean, Jalen Hudson, it's, I, I feel like it's a now or never for him. Dylan Hazen and uh, Josh Asanya and Quincy Bryant are definitely younger, but it's, you know, you definitely, there's opportunities for them to, to get to get some valuable reps and be a second team guy, they need to they need to earn it, um, and that's why they brought in Glenn Spencer. But I think you can see just from how much of emphasis there there is on these critical positions at linebacker, at safety, and at just the over the overview of the defense as a whole with Brad Lambert, how much of an emphasis Dave Gosson knows that this is a pivotal point, and so it's going to be interesting to see as we get closer, inch closer towards the spring game and inch closer towards the fall camp, you know, who's separating themselves here and, you know, what, how does Wake not let the, the miscues from last year define them? I'm intrigued to see that. I'm intrigued to see how it keeps going. As always, go Deeks. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review. Thank you guys. world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!